When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more. You're very welcome along to episode 40, well, what is, is it 43? Yeah. Yep. Episode 43 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast brought to you in partnership with White Hag Brewing Company in Ballymote and with um, our solicitor friends in uh, Sligo and Dublin, Barry Creed, whose name just escaped me, but it came to me in time. So um, we're a man down today. We're missing uh, Sean Dunn, but we have Magoo coming to us from live from the showgrounds. Magoo, how are you? Good, Connor. <laughs> uh, we have Jerry O'Connor. How are you, Jerry? Yeah, good, Connor. Thanks. So um, we're going to have a little review of uh, the game that took place in the showgrounds against Shamrock Rovers. Uh, we get your shouts in the shed end, and we will um, we look ahead to the game on Friday, our away game against uh, Don Dock, who uh, we've just played recently enough. So um, it's going to be a bit of a shorter podcast today. Obviously, we're down a man. And, um, you know, less voices, so um, less nonsense to spout. But uh, we'll get things going. Um, I think, well, Magoo, what was your initial initial feelings on the back of, listen, we'll take the three games that we played at home, three home games, six points. Are you happy with that? He's stunned. You can't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think... I think... <sighs> I think you'd have to be happy with it, like especially with the form we had leading into them. So, if you were offered six points before the three games, you would have pitched somebody's hand off to get taken. And the fact that three of them were in such short space of time, I think it's, I think six points is a great return out of it. Yeah. I think the, the Shams game was just a game too far, three three games in eight days. Yeah. I mean, Jerry, I don't think there's anybody really who'd be disappointed with, with what we came away with from, from the three games. No, not at all. Look, as Magoo said, look, we got the we got the six points. The Shams game, uh, yeah, probably was a bit bit too much. Uh, three and eight days, and look for me, the biggest factor in the biggest two factors in the Shamrock Rovers game was that Rory Gaffney was exceptional for them, and we were missing uh, Kenny. We were missing that ball in behind just to stretch their defence, especially on a really really wet night. I think he would have got a lot of joy. Walter got man of the match, but he's not the same type of player as Johnny, and he wasn't going to stretch the play. And I think that's where we kind of ultimately fell down, uh, to be honest, Connor. Yeah, I think um, you know, just on the fact that the games, the, the games were in quick succession, all home. I think for the the quality of team, and I'm going to include Dundalk as a quality team because you know if they want to play football, they probably could play football. They have. You know, we'll see that if that team breaks up, we'll see them all playing well next season with different clubs or with Derry City or City or wherever they go. But I think the fact that we had the, the games in quick succession is no harm either, Magoo. 
because we did have the opportunity to build up a bit of a bit of a head of steam. Uh, yeah, well, especially after you get the positive results and performance in the first game, you know it can work both ways, I suppose. But um, uh, I think you probably would have preferred maybe we break after the no game before Shams. I think it was just with the way the squad has been lately with injuries and stuff. I, a lot of the first eleven probably haven't played too much football in the past few weeks leading up to the three games. So the three games in, in the eight days was probably just too much for them in their legs, I'd say. Well, you could see it was. You could see it in the end of the Shams game. Some of them were just dead in their feet. Um, but look, it's not, look I'm not, not too disappointed after the Shams game, to be honest. Like it's, having said all that, that we were, we were tired. It was three games in, in eight days. We were missing a lot of players. There wasn't a whole point between the teams, neither. Like, do you know, I, I didn't think like, they probably had the better of it. But you know, it wasn't like we were flat out scrambling constant just that they were just we were just sitting in, in our box and they were you know we were just banked there like we, we we had our moments too like we were we it was give and take I think it could have went either way I you know for me the difference was was Gaffney up front I think was the main difference between the two teams you know if you took him out it's it's not too you know, when we're considering the injuries we have, lads not played football in a long time, three games in eight days, you know, I wouldn't be too despondent about it. Yeah. Um, uh, and do you think, um, do you think Johnny Kenny would have made a difference? Do you think missing Lewis Banks was significant? I think both of them were significant. Like we said last week, you know, our first 11 is, is, is a match for anybody. We'll give anybody a game. But the one thing is we don't have massive depth in the squad in certain areas. Like that's not like Todd Horgan done I thought Horgan had a great game to the night like but um Johnny is a huge miss like because he gives us that what we don't have just the raw pace and the the, the penetration and the willingness to roll and, and the directness. You know we don't we don't really get that from anyone else. Yeah I think um you know my kind of two senses on it is that you know I think Walter did play really well. Like he got, in fairness to him, he got a lot of ball into the box. He's got that, um, you know, distinctive cross, low and hard. I think if you've got a Johnny Kenny in there for those kind of balls that are coming in, whether Kenny gets on the end of them or not, um, he may or may not, but he would cause, he's, he's an additional uh, threat that, that the Shams back four has to kind of worry about, that they didn't probably have to worry about. Um, and maybe, maybe you're right insofar as that game was a stretch, or was, you know, a game too far for the midfield. But I would say, if we're being completely honest, you know, we didn't... Um, McGinty had to do a lot more work than Manus. Uh, and McGinty had to keep us in the game. I don't know, Jerry, if that if, if you'd agree with that. Um, I think that's stretching it in itself. Um, I can't remember too many shots coming at McGinty. I know, look, anything he did have to do, he dealt with well. Yeah, they might have had a couple more chances, but not nothing that you wouldn't expect him to save or, you know, I don't think we were, as uh, Bradzer would like to say, battered. They didn't batter us. But, uh, no, look, I think it was nip and tuck. Um, and at the end of the day, as I say, Gaffney was was a major threat up front for them. But, like, like, but like the two lads, the two centre-backs, limited him to very few efforts like he was good at holding it up and bringing the midfield into play and stuff like that and maybe that's where we were a little bit leggy in midfield where we 
they kind of did get on top of us. Yeah. But like I've often come out of other games where I was a lot more disappointed the, than coming out of that. I, I you know, like obviously I was disappointed, but I wasn't majorly disappointed. I thought it was a free hit going into us, considering it was the third game in eight days. It was Shams. They have a bigger squad. Um, so look, uh, we're not really competing with them to be fair. Uh, a point would have been a massive result. But look, if you said to me six points coming out of those three games, I, I would have been delighted. And, and just to go back to Dundalk, and look, we're going to talk about them later on. Like Dundalk, I was impressed with Dundalk that day. Um, you know, and, and last night seemed to be pretty impressive again, and their fans are all happy again after beating Harps. So, you know, it, it, and even looking at the 11 that Dundalk had, it was a strong 11 last night, so... You know, cup game, Jerry. Cup game. Sure, you're always going to play in a cup game, as we discovered yeah. last week from a game. start talking about the <laughs> the, the De Niro's were on the line, right? Oh, the, the Roberto De Niro's. Yeah. <laughs> um, Magoo, you said something. That is you, probably a win bonus for every game. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if they put them on a bigger win bonus for the league games, they might be higher up the table. But um, we went into the game with as close to, I suppose, as um, as close to as as close to as the previous kind of uh, formation that, as we did in the, the previous two games. Magoo, um, were you happy with that? Um, well, look, to, you know, the injuries dictated, really, I think, to, I would imagine if, if everybody was fully fit, we would have stuck with the same 11 and the same formation. I think it looked to me like we were playing a 4-3-3 yeah. at the start in the first half, and it, it just, it didn't work. I think, you know, we were talking about Gaffney there, like, and he's, he's, he was such a threat all night. Like even when Jerry was saying that he was, you know, the lads restricted him, and even when he wasn't getting clean shots off or that, it, it was just his willingness and his to constantly want to go in behind in the threat. And I think, you know, it, it showed what what he was doing for them was show what Johnny would would do for us. Maybe I'm not saying he's on the same scale, but he, it's, it's that exact way. It's just, he wants to play the same way. And I think Water in the second half showed as well that willingness to get in behind, like once Walter, like for the last 20 minutes, Walter was destroying them in behind. He just had them on toast every time. And I think in the first half, we were too passive when we were playing in front of them so much. And me and Jerry were even saying during the game that like a lot of time, Walter looked like he was playing as the number nine. He was the main, he was the furthest man up through the middle in the first half, and it just wasn't working. Like, and look, as I said, obviously the injuries dictated the, the personnel and the formation, like, but... And would you half-time in fairness? You would have wanted more men in midfield. Well, I don't know. As I say, like if everybody was fit, I would have. I would have. We said it last week. I would have stuck with the same formation because it's. I think it suits the players we have, and you know, it would have been a lot of work for them in the diamond after all the games in a short space of time. But I still would have stuck with it just because that's what we're going to do going forward and stick with it. But you'd stick with the diamond, though, just not for more men in midfield, but just. Have two kind of focal points up front where we want to drop deep and want to get in behind. So it's not primarily to have more men in midfield. It's just more yeah. so that aspect. I think. Yeah, like just on on Rory Gaffney, you know, he was an att- attacking threat from all over the pitch. I suppose as the game maybe wore on a bit, he was maybe able to like he was picking up balls in. You, ma- you remember the, the run that he made down the down the left wing in the second half, I think, and he he burned. Who was it? it Might have been Adam McDonald, um, but he was like he was just everywhere, like you know. And he was maybe that was the, the tiredness that was showing up 
or that was evident in, in our side after the, the three games quick succession. But he like he wasn't just a threat in front of the goal. He was being creative and being penetrating from all from all sorts of angles, I thought. Well, he seemed to re- be really enjoying himself, in fairness. Like, um, this is as good as I've seen him play. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't think anybody went into that game expecting that kind of performance from him. No, I'd have to hold my hands up. Like, I would, like, obviously, when he, years ago when he was here with Limerick or whatever, first, you knew he was a good player, like, and he would cross the water. But ever since he came back to Shams, I haven't seen anything to make me think, you know, yeah. wow, uh, this fella, this lad's a good player. Like he couldn't even he couldn't even get into the team last yeah. like, I, so only, I only ever really seen him I coming off the bench. Gaffney is playing. I wasn't too worried. Like, but yeah. So in, in fairness, he did impress me the other night. Now I have to say, to hold my hands up, to him, I thought he was really good. But sure, look, whether he turns it in every week is another thing. But yeah, um, he was he, he was enjoying himself the other night. Anyway, right? Yeah, but like that, then there was there wasn't any other stand-up. Richie Towell, you know, if you didn't know who Richie Towell was, you you wouldn't have known he was on the pitch. Like you know, um. You know, and you could say that about, you know, Sean Gannon was very quiet, didn't get forward too often. Gary O'Neill, Dylan Watts. I did see your man, Pico Lopez. He was on the edge of our box at one stage looking to take on, um, he was looking to take on uh, Gary Buckley. And, you know, I was kind of wondering what that was about. But there was no other, there was no standout players from the Shams team, the Shams team either. Like, you know, there was nothing. It was very workmanlike. Yeah, yeah. Um. Any other special mentions across the, the team? I mean, it's, it's, I suppose it's hard. Like, it was, a, it was a quiet game for De Vries as well. Maybe, you know, again, the game's a quick succession. Or would you agree? I thought, I, I thought, um, no, yeah, I'd agree, but De Vries, it was quiet. I thought Alan McDonald was very good second half. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. And Walter was very good second Like, it's not just positives to be taken out of it. Like, it's, you know, I thought two lads a great second I thought second half, we were, we were better than the first half, obviously. We tweaked. Liam tweaked stuff at half time and moved water out and stuff and I think it worked better for us and there was some good as I say McDonald in the second half was very good and uh, Walter I would compare I would kind of I would compare McDonald's like this is kind of a bit random but I would nearly compare McDonald's second half performance to Gaffney's performance in that he looked like he really enjoyed it yeah yeah well I'd say what I would say about McDonald is he's He's got a, he's 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 a fit lad, and his his commitment to the team is very obvious. Like you know, yeah. he made a couple of you remember that covering run he made in the second half. Uh, he must have done sixty yards. Uh, he might have been chasing. He might have been chasing Gaffey. I can't really remember now, but he went box to box uh, and he cut through the pitch and he got back into position in our box with I don't know. It might have been Horgan. It was one of the fullbacks um, who was trying to chase down. Uh, the attack and chance player, but I guess my point is McDonald put in a serious uh, sprint, almost the length of the pitch to get back and cover. And I just thought that was, you know, a great a sign of you know serious commitment from him. Like you know, but he, he looks like he enjoys that side of the game. You know, that kind of robust kind of Danny Ventriesque swashbuckling kind of midfield role, and you know he gives it everything. And I think as the game wore on, he got better and better. But like that comes with with game time too, doesn't it? I think. When he's starting to see the real Alan McDonald, uh, and one thing I like about him as well, he's got a serious strike at the ball, and I yeah. think he can get a couple of goals before the end of the season yet. Yeah, definitely. He, he's. Um, I saw that from day one. You could see the way he strikes the ball is he's he's got something about him, like you know. Yeah. Um, anybody else, Magoo, that stood out for you? Uh, what about Wright? He did a lot of work. I hear he's, he did. Yeah, you could see he was. He was. You could see he was. Um, 
the, the effects of the games were catching up on him too. He was getting very tired towards the end as well. Um, but he doesn't use law. Like anything that came up to him was the first half, and that he was it was the usual was sticking to him. Like you're not going to get the ball off him. If you get a good ball off to him, it's it's, it's sticking and it's, you're not getting it off him. Like so, he 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 done what he done his job. Like it's just I suppose with no threat going the other way, it's it's just going back the way again, and we're just all we're all just playing in front of him. Like so. It was, you know, as you were saying, we do about the four three three. Like I absolutely hate four three three because I think, to be honest with you, the I just think it just confuses the front three. I think you're as well to go one or two. I think three is just one too many, and you know the centre forward doesn't know what space to run into. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just confusing from my point of view, and I think you're better off to go one up front. Like Gaffney, or go with two where you've got Wright and Johnny. One drops and one goes in behind. Three is just I don't know. It's just messy, and and it did look that way in the first half. Like you were saying, like sure, um, Walter was the highest man up the pitch. Like and you know, it's just it was confusing. Like. Uh, so if we just uh, if we think about um, if we think about what's coming up. Um, you know, or where we are in the table. Uh, on the back of the, the games that we've played recently, 27 games played, we're now on uh, level games with St. Pat's, who are five points ahead of us. Um, you know, Shams have played a game less, but they are one of the nine points ahead of us. But in relation to Pat's, um, are we are we in a position now to, to take them on, Magoo, do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100% we are. So we, we've shown the last... In the last three games that were when we get the full team out, we're we're a match for anyone. Like so, I I don't see why not. Look, obviously we're going to drop points between the end of now and the end of the season, and so are they. Like so, just to keep putting as many points on the board as we can and see where it takes us. So Jerry, Pat- at the end of the day, the main objective is is finishing the top three. Like so, yeah. Uh, Pat's at home to to Shams on uh, on Friday night. I think. How would you see that one going? Um. Well, I know which I know I know how it wants it wants it to go, um, and it's not often I want them uh, tramps to win a game. But anyways, um, yeah. So hopefully the the Shams can can do one, and um, no reason why they can't. Just every game is so nip and tuck. It's hard to predict, isn't it? Um, but on Pat's recent form, you'd expect Shams to win. Yeah, what take Magoo? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, as Jerry says, hopefully be in the Shams corner this weekend. So it's, it's not a nice place to be, really. I feel dirty <laughs> even thinking about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I look, it's right. It's, you know, like we saw, we saw Pats here last night, and they're, you know, they look very toothless. Like, so, um, it's hard to see how to cause Shams too much trouble, neither. Like, so you'd be hoping that Shams will turn up and do the business. It's a Dublin derby, too. Like, so, yeah, they, they, should looked, be, they should be up for it. They look toothless against us, but that's, I mean, they were scoring goals. In the games leading up to the game they played in the showgrounds, like you know, so fingers crossed, I suppose. Um, okay, we'll get your uh, shouts from the shed end. You can get them in after the Dundalk game on WhatsApp to 085 815 9767, or you can get them into 
podcast at B-O-R-S-T.ie. Uh, give us your name, your location, give us your thoughts on the Dundalk game or anything else that comes to mind in relation to Sligo Rovers. And we'll get you out on the next podcast uh, next week after the Dundalk away game. So that number again is 085-815-9767. And uh, this week we got our shouts from the shed end from Ushin Moore. Hi lads, Ushi Moran here with Shouts from the Shed End. Just wanted to say it was fantastic being back into the showgrounds with people for the first time since I think October 2019. Great to see people in there, fantastic atmosphere. Disappointing to lose to Shams as ever, but a decent performance. Um, Walter Figueroa was fantastic all over the pitch all night. As I said, losing to Shams, so be it. Uh, Gaffney for them, I thought was fantastic. McGinty for us kept us in the game at times. Brilliant keeper. He, he, he's a star in the making. And uh, six points out of nine, considering we played Shams, Dundalk, and Pats. I'll take that and walk away, onwards and upwards. All good, lads. Okay, as I said, you can get your shouts in on WhatsApp 085-815-9767. And we will be delighted to hear from you. So, um, up next, uh, it's Dundalk, who we seem to be playing frequently at the moment. Uh, they still lie second from bottom. Um, they're they're at no risk of um, of finishing last behind uh, Longford, but they're still in. Uh, they're they're a point now behind Waterford with a game in hand on twenty eight points. Um, so I, I guess the question here is, did we see enough of them? Uh, do we see enough from Dundalk to be worried that their heads are still in it in relation to surviving in the league? Or do, uh, like, you know, also we see, we're seeing stuff on social media as well about uh, Michael Duffy going back to Derry. Uh, and there could be more than Michael Duffy going from Dundalk to Derry with the money that they have. Yeah. But, by the sounds of things, Connor, by the sounds of things with Derry, I'm heading there as well. <laughs> They're signing me up. As Did you get an offer? Did you? Yeah. yeah, they've got so much money now that they're even signing fans up. Retainers. Yeah. Do we get a call if they sign on fee? <laughs> You're my agent, Magoo. Yeah, nice one. Mr. 20%. Yeah. So are they going to lie down for us is the question. Are they? No. I, I think... Um, I think... You, look, you could look at it either way. If Harps had won last night or if Dun, Don, Dundalk obviously did win, you could take, well, uh, Dundalk won't be worried about the league now because they're still in the cup. Or I take if that if Dundalk had lost last night, I think their heads would be gone altogether. Whereas I think the win for them last night will actually do them the world of good. Even their fans were going bananas. It was like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Uh, do you know what's... And as you said, look, fans are very, very fickle. So And so are footballers. Um, I I think I think they'll put up a strong shout on on Friday night, and just in relation to the COVID thing. So look, we heard that there was one guy tested positive, and there was four other going for tests. Now, like we were talking off air, I in my opinion, I think those got four guys would be available for for Friday night because I think we would have heard like Dundalk is like Sligo, nothing you can't keep anything a secret, and I think if those guys had COVID we would have heard about it, about it by now. And the way the rules have changed, if these guys bring back a, a negative test, they're good to go. There's no restrictions on, on movements then. Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, just to, like on the on the, the the cup game that they won, like didn't that that game went to extra time, even though they won three one. Didn't Harps push them to extra time? Yeah, yeah, all the way. Um, so yeah, look, they'll they'll be. But look, having said that, they were the ones that won three one in extra time and looked comfortable. So, you know, and if the four guys come back in, yeah, like they played that they played the the cup, uh, they played the cup. Uh, quarter final without uh well I was gonna say without a BB but he's no major loss. No. Uh, Andy Andy Boyle was missing, Natastad was missing, uh Cleary was missing, your man Stanton was missing. So um yeah I mean But the first eleven that played for them last night is as good as anybody's first eleven bar maybe chance. So um yeah that we've a lot to look it's not gonna be it's not gonna be uh, I I nearly take a point to be honest, Connor. At this stage, I just take a point and get out of there. To be fair, I think they're that that wind other night is is really put a wind in their sails, you know. Yeah, and Shane, nobody wants to go to that pitch either. It's a, it's a rubbish place to play football. Really, in the Royal Park these days. Jesus, no. Oh, this is a horrible place to play football. But I'd say that the dog players feel the same though. I wouldn't say they like uh, playing us. Um, I said they were delighted to get down here last week. Got to a good pitch, a good grass pitch at the game football. But yeah. as Jerry says, like you, you know, you don't know what what the dog is going to turn up is, is the problem. Like you know, as you say, they could turn it on quite easily if they, if they want to. So you have to be on your game. You just have to, you know, we have to right from the start be hundred percent and straight into them and see if they have the belly first. If they have the stomach for the fight to go the extra ten yards for the ball or to make the block or you know, especially after the the extra time. The other day too, like just let's just get into their faces straight away. Yeah, but they could have four or five players back in that team who, who didn't play the other night. Yeah, we just have to hope that we want them more though. Like we, you know, over the last couple of months, the one thing about the dog is they don't look like they've wanted us. So, like we have no excuses for not wanting this position we're in and what's yeah. what's up for grabs. So we have to just make it, we have to just make sure we want it more. And as Jerry said, if you get out of it with a point. You'd probably be happy. Any 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 point away from home is a good point, really. Yeah, but we've got the bragging rights as well over the last number of seasons. Like, when was the last time we lost to them? It's been a while now, hasn't it? Probably the semi-final in the cup, was it? Yeah. So yeah. we it's never good to start thinking like that. That's usually setting yourself up for a downfall, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? I watched the the, the Bows and Derry Bows and Derry game the other night. And one thing that look Obviously, the goals, some of the goals were like outstanding. The passages of play weren't brilliant, in fairness. But the one thing that impressed me of both sides was the fight in them. Like, both teams went toe to toe. Yeah. Everybody wanted to win the 50 50s. Everybody was competing. Like, and that's the first time I've seen a Derry side uh, fighting like that in a long time. And that kind of concerned me, to be, to be honest. Yeah, but they're all trying to get contracts out of the other. There's a heap of money around the place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> including myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not great for us. The like going off the point slightly, but the idea of um, another team in the northwest that has that pulling power that potentially has that pulling power is that something that you're worried about, uh, Jerry? Hugely, uh, hugely. Um, and I've seen on social media people can complain or comparing. Uh, uh, the situations are like Cork City or or, or other clubs like Waterford where owners have put money in but this guy is like it's different he's a fan it's like one of us winning the the Euro millions 10 times over like yeah. money is absolutely no no ob- 
subject now, it's, you know, fill your boots. Um, and even his son coming in behind him is a, is a big Derry fan. So, yeah, look, we're, we're pulling from a small pool of players. It's hard to get players in the Northwest in the first place. And players that are willing to come here is a small pool. You put a team in there that have more money than you, uh, you know, they're going to be looking at your players saying, well, here's an extra X amount of money. Come and play for us. You know, it, it, it just inflates the wage market too, doesn't it? You know, yeah. so, do, you know do you know what I'd question? Like, you know, they're in a different jurisdiction. That's the UK up there. They should be playing yeah. in, the, in the Irish League. Absolutely. You know, get get them out to fuck. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Go on up and play Linfield. Go on, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it is worrying though. What do you think, Magoo? Um, yeah, like Jerry said, look, any any team that's that's going to start getting a ball of money, that's one of your direct rivals. Like Derry would probably be one of our direct rivals every year for yeah. one of the European places, and that was before they're getting this money. You always would have looked at them before the season started. So. Obviously, it'd be worrying. Like that's why it's it's imperative that we get Europe this this year, no matter how we do it, because otherwise we could be in grave danger of being left behind. And yeah. like coming down the track, coming down the track fairly quickly is this new stadium and stuff. Like I said it before, but you can't be having this big new stadium and all this. Uh, the team modern, has to be performing. The team has to. You have to have it on the pitch as well. Like there'll be nobody in it. Like look yeah. at look at that loans place. Lovely ground by all accounts, but there's nobody in it watching football. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh yeah, it would be worrying, but look, if if we if we can if we can get Europe this year, that's two years in a row. So, you know, you just keep building as 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 Buckley says, just progress every year. So if you keep making progress, we you should be all right. Yeah. Now just uh, staying with the uh, the league related financial news, I'd say both of you I'd look at the article that appeared in the Irish Times today. So despite the the two million that Dennis Desmond has horsed into Shamrock Rovers, they're in the red this season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How do they do it? It's yeah. just mind-blowing. I don't know if the article kind of... Uh, I think there's probably more questions there um, presented by the article, but uh, like, are they including the European money? Are they including... You know, I probably, I probably think they're probably okay. Like, there's, there's, there's not a, it's, it's a little kind of accounting sort of story, isn't it? Really, they just happen to be in the red at the moment. Look, they're always in the red. They're in the red ninety nine percent of the time, but it doesn't make a difference. Like, they're always, there's always someone there to bail them out or give them money or do you know that kind of way. So, if any club can survive that kind of consistent racking up of debt, they can because yeah. it doesn't make any difference. That they're not. It's not like your normal Irish football club. It's, you know, they, they have, you know, guys willing to give them money left, right and centre, unfortunately. so Yeah, just the third paragraph of the, the article in the Irish Times says the club's balance sheet have been transformed the previous year with a two million cash injection from businessman Dennis, Dennis Desmond. They transformed the shareholders' funds from uh, a near 1.3 million deficit to a 1.34 million surplus. However, the club's latest accounts show shareholder funds are once again in the red to a deficit of just over 400,000. I mean, that's that is substantial. 400,000 is a in this league is, yeah, it is. But am I reading it right that like they actually would have made a 700,000, they would have made a bigger loss the season before had Dermot Desmond not put the money in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 so they're consistently using money, yeah. But you know, but like when you think about um, 
you know, my question is, does, like, I don't know, I mean, I don't know anything about accounting, but, you know, the money that's coming in for Gavin Bazuna when he pays for Ireland, you know, is that included? Yeah. There, there no, is I don't think that'd be included yet. Yeah, and your man, Kevin's, yeah. like, did, how much did they get for your man Kevin Zeffi going to Italy? Did they get big money for him? I, not, I think it was undisclosed. I don't think it would have been okay. huge, because I think he might have been at St. Kevin's before he went to he, Chance. Yeah, he, he was. There a long time. But I'm sure they'll have. Um, I'm sure they'll have uh, bonuses built into his career as he progresses. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. In fairness, to him, they'll be smart that way. Um, okay, so I mean, there'll be a few people traveling to Dundalk on Friday as well, I guess, because I've seen Dundalk have. Uh, I think they've put a couple of tweets out there about tickets being on sale on the gate. So there'll be there'll be a couple of uh, there'll be a bit of red bus or two on the way up to the northeast, which would be great to see. Um, so. Yeah, so you're you're happy to take a point. You're looking for, you'll be happy with a point out of there, Jerry. Yeah, um, if you were to say it to me now, I'd take a point. Yeah, yeah. Look, obviously you want three, but um, you know, look, Oriel Park is a horrible place to go. Uh, I'd take a point um, and hope for three. Do we know anything about Johnny Kenny Magoo? Is he 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 went into the game against Shams with knock, so it would be too serious. We hope. No, I don't, don't think I heard his, I can't remember who I heard it from, but that he should be okay to, for the Dundalk game, but with me, thanks. <laughs> Was it you, yeah? Yeah. yeah but Banks, Banks would be... Jerry says, I uh, should be, he more, should be all right. More of a worry. <laughs> Banks should be more of a worry. Banks should yeah. be more of a worry. Who did you hear yeah. that from? Jerry as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like Chinese whispers. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know even know who we're talking to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, anything well, else if before? Any you... that, if any of that information is wrong, you know who to blame. He brought it up. Right, anything else on the Dundalk game where we wrap things up? Yeah, look, I think we're, we're, we're good to go, Connor, on that. Um, as they say, look, take one and hope for three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be, I would kind of be, yeah, I mean, look, I'd be, I would be going up there hopeful for three points. Um, but, um, you see, the other, the other side of it, half the Dundalk team now might be trying to play their way into, into, you know, Derry City's setup. Yeah. You know, there could be all sorts of motivations going on here now as well, like, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know. I get worried if you see Rory Higgins in the crowd. What's that, Jerry? Start getting worried if you see Rory Higgins in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was was the Michael Duffy? Is Michael Duffy was that uh, an actual announcement or just no? no it was on Twitter, rumored, rumored. It was Mickey so. Mickey Mickey Duffy and a whole lot more is what I saw. Yeah. If you know, if you're excited about Michael Duffy, waiting to see what else is coming. Yeah, basically. Like they're they're up the high row up there. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine though? <laughs> yes, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart, eh? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. If uh, you enjoy the podcast, give us a give us a, a mention there, share us uh, around your social media, and tell people about us. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we will talk to you next week on the back of three points uh, in Oriel Park. Jerry, thank you. Cheers, Con. Magoo, thank you. Cheers, Connor. And we'll see you next week with Sean Dunn, hopefully. Good luck. We will never forget this day.